What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome into the latest Gators Online show. Zach Albaverde and Nick Del Torre here, and we've got signing day to preview. And uh, it is early signing day, but if you ask most coaches around college football, this is national signing day. That first Wednesday in February is now just late signing day. Um, I'm sure as we get closer to next Wednesday, we'll have another preview from our recruiting experts uh, Corey Bender and Keith Niebuhr, but Nick and I are going to talk about kind of the state of the 24 class heading into the final weekend, some storylines to follow, and, you know, obviously where things stand as the Gators try to hold on to this top five class and also add some transfer portal additions, uh, of which right now they have zero. Uh, they do they did add the D-line, uh, Juco D-line commit, uh, or Ed, should I say, and, and Rand Taylor, but... Um, they need to get some portal guys, and they'll be hosting some more this weekend. Um, Nick, this is an important weekend, not only for the guys that they're bringing in, but some of their commits that are visiting elsewhere. Yeah, listen, first and foremost, uh, the class is hold on to DJ Lagway. We did a show on Tuesday, and fans were, were getting on Keith's nerves, saying that he was, like, clickbaiting. And, like, listen, there was a real – there has there have been real conversations. Teams are coming after DJ Lagway, Clemson, Texas A&M, getting DJ on campus this week. Holding on to DJ is priority number one. We feel strongly that that will happen. Um, and then I think you turn your attention to your other five star, LJ McCray. Make sure he's good. Uh, sent the whole staff in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be interesting because Florida is what sitting at twenty commitments right now. Yes. Um, and uh, I've begun seeing and, and fans. Number five in the rankings, too, as well, in the on well, three industry rankings. Yeah. Uh, but third in the conference. So that's welcome to the SEC. You can be fifth in the country and third in your own conference. Yeah. Um, but at this point, Nick, I think if they finish top five, fans will take it. Yeah. Take that. Um, I mean, <clears> there's some other. Yeah, there's some other like Zay Mintz. He's a guy that Florida could add. Uh, LJ McCray's, you know, there's not too many guys that you can still add. Um, but Corey Bender and I both put in flip predictions today for Xavier Filsamy. Um, have been hinting at that on our on our message board. He's still committed to Florida. Believe he's taking an official visit to Texas right now, um, which is where we put our flips in. Um, Florida's at 20. Uh, I've seen fans begin to throw Billy Napier's opening press conference at him where he said, we aim to sign 25 every year. And if you can't sign 25 good players at the University of Florida, then there'll be a new head coach. So they had they signed more than 25 last year, did not sign more than 25 year one in the transition class. That's tough. Like he showed up literally days, weeks before signing day, uh, but don't have 25 this year in year three, signing class three. Yeah, we're going to get into all that and, and kind of the guys to watch for. Nick just named some of them. And uh, also at the end, we will talk some transfer portal as well and the importance of that as we head into this critical week uh, for Florida. Uh, before we do that, I want to give a shout out uh, to My Perfect Franchise. If you are ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, looking for a side hustle while working your current job, wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy, Andy can help. Andy's a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. 
His services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. You can learn more and contact Andy anytime at MyPerfectFranchise.net or calling or texting him at 404-973-9901. And as we mentioned at the top of the show and uh, more recently, this is the final stretch here. Uh, the Gators got some guys coming in. They've also got some uh, commits visiting elsewhere. Uh, another name to watch, Nick, which was kind of a surprise, um, was uh, Isaiah Williams uh, taking a visit to Texas A&M. And he's a guy, uh, Nick, I believe, and I'll double check this, but I think that he's one of the guys that had sent out the graphic that they made for the commits. Um, that was, you know, I think it's, it said something one one week until I'm a Gator. Right. Um, you know, something along those lines. And he did send that out. And uh, he's going to visit Texas A&M this weekend. You know, LJ McCray sent his out. And I think a lot of people kind of took that as a reaffirmation of his pledge. But, you know, that's it, it, not binding because they sent out that tweet or, or that post. So he's on the visit to Texas A&M. And you can never... I guess count them out when they're involved with the school. And, and I think the surprise here in the last 24 hours is uh, Adarius Hayes, who is on an official visit to Miami. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that I want to say two or three different times has shut down his recruitment only to end up at Miami or, uh, you know, continue to kind of go through the process. And now he's taking one last visit before this, uh, this, this signing day, Nick. Man, I mean, good for the kids, you know, like take take your visits. If you're going to get wined and dined, have at it. Um, and, and we don't know what this is. Is it is it just that or are they obviously looking around? Yeah, maybe both, man. We're in that we're in the NIL era, man. I had uh, had some people telling me uh, I'm hearing numbers and you never know what the validity of numbers were. I remember when the Jaden Rashada number first came out last year, Zach, people were like, no way. Um, and then I spent the entire month of January dealing with it. And I'm like, dude, those were the numbers. It's crazy. So you never know. Someone, uh, price of oil is high still, Zach. <laughs> Until the next election, uh, price of oil is high. So we're sitting here and we're like, yeah, maybe they could. You, I mean, We'll see what happens. I think Florida feels good, but you know, you don't love to see guys who are committed to you uh heading out on visits the you know the weekend before signing day. For sure. And I think some of these guys uh, have have been I think there's been concerns in terms of the potential for a flip, Xavier being one of them, and and also uh Amaris Williams uh being another. So like those two guys have kind of been on the radar of, of Florida fans and certainly the coaching staff of, of, of guys that, you know, could be on the brink of maybe making a switch. Uh, Hayes and Williams going to Miami and Texas A&M uh, respectively. Those are kind of new wrinkles that have been thrown into the mix here. Um, but, you know, I, I do think it's important. We'll kind of talk more about this as we preview signing day, but like they, there, there are, you know, we have, there are 20 commits. They got to keep the majority of these guys, and I think most importantly, the state of Florida guys. There's not really any that they can afford to lose, but I think one that you cannot lose is LJ McCray. One, because there's a need there, but two, simply just for the fact that he's from the state of Florida. That, that's going to hurt. Um, obviously, 
Hayes is another in-state uh, guy, but you could lose him to an in-state school in Miami. But some of the commits that they've lost already, some of the other ones that are wavering here late, you know, Xavier Ramirez, these are out-of-state guys, some of which maybe when Florida landed them uh, was kind of an upset uh, for the Gators. And, and, and maybe you knew all along that they were going to have to fight to hang on to them, especially if they had a down year and that's what's happened and that's what's happening right now. But man, they they're like they got to win some of these. Uh, I don't I don't clearly think that they're going to keep all these uh, top commits that they're they're fighting here down the stretch. But they need to try and keep the majority of them, and and certainly I think LJ's at the top of that list. Uh, one, I mean, like LJ McCray is a, a, and I don't say it often, but like a dude that can come in and play pretty pretty immediately. Um, Mentioned it, uh, you know, negative Nick was super high on Billy and the staff when they did this one. Like, this is a kid. There's a bunch of times where you win recruiting battles over Alabama or Georgia, and and it comes out, and it's like, yeah, well, like, that the other school was slow playing him. Like, there's no slow playing LJ McCray, one of the probably best 30 players in the entire country, regardless of position in this signing class, Georgia wanted him out of everyone wanted this kid. It was a huge win. Um, and it will still be a huge win. If you get his, uh, and an LI, uh, I always mix those two up this time of year. <laughs> Once you get his NLI in, um, on the 20th. So I think that's going to be a big one. Uh, I think Florida's done a really good job there. Uh, I know he went to Florida state proximity wise proximity, probably just because the state championships, we're in Tallahassee uh, and then goes up to Auburn. Auburn's making a strong push. Um, Auburn's doing a lot in the recruiting game right now um, in the portal and, or not in the portal really um, in high school. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a huge win when Florida keeps him. Um, and for now, uh, you know, I guess five days before I, I will say when, when Florida keeps him. Now, they got some of their commits, obviously, that they're trying to monitor as they take visits elsewhere. Um, but they're also targeting transfers and junior college prospects. And, and they did so last weekend, bringing in Taylor and landing his commitment um, and, and beating out some some pretty impressive schools to get that pledge as well. And then they also had um, the Oregon transfer bridges in uh, on an official visit. Uh, they had Slackman in, uh, the Penn transfer. So I think, you know, when they had that first visit weekend, I can remember, Nick, some some folks wondering, well, where are the offensive linemen? Um, well, they got them coming in this weekend. Uh, they got the Sta San Diego State transfer, uh, Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon, on an official visit this weekend, uh, as well as uh, Mor Maurice Rodriguez, a JUCO offensive tackle, uh, on an official visit this weekend. And the Gators also have a JUCO prospect, prospect on the D-line, uh, Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, uh, who will be in on an OV. And those are the three that are going to make up the official visits for this weekend. Um, all they had at, four. But yeah, they had four. They had four. Uh, uh, but Gilbert, the Texas A&M uh, defensive back transfer, who was scheduled to visit Florida this weekend, is uh, now committed to LSU. Uh, going back home to his home state, and the, the Gators don't get their opportunity to get him on campus. And that has happened before um, in the portal where the Gators, I think it was, last year was a guy that committed to Notre Dame right before uh, I think it was a Florida State. Visit. 
Yes, that too. Yes. So there were two guys in, in the portal last year. So that happens, man. Um, you know, the Gators tried to make a run at Rocket Sanders, and he's kind of he he's kind of seemed like he was signed, sealed, and delivered to South Carolina before he even went in the portal. Um, which is how these things happen sometimes, Nick. When you when you uh when you work quickly, I guess. And sometimes when, when you say you work quickly, you wonder when the work started. Maybe it wasn't quick work. Maybe yeah. there have been Early months work. of <laughs> months of foundation that had been laid uh to make it appear that you've worked quickly in the portal. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but obviously the guys that they're bringing in this weekend, I think it's important that they land uh most, if not maybe all of them. Uh, I think that need they need depth and they need more competition and upgrades on both lines of scrimmage. And I think those are uh, guys that they need to uh, kind of add to the fold. They've got some room now after some of the recent transfers that they've had. So uh, I don't think they're done yet with attrition. There's still some guys left that have to make decisions in, in terms of the NFL draft. But um, that's kind of where this weekend is at. You know, maybe they'll have another – Surprise visitor, uh, maybe another <laughs> Florida commit will pop up at, on another campus somewhere that we don't know about. Uh, you know, if you're if you're UF, you hope that does not happen. But um, it looks like the Gators fended off Texas A&M from getting DJ Lagway on campus, which is uh, yeah, a win big. in and of itself. That's big. Um, I was talking with uh, a, a national guy. And uh, he was like, during before, before DJ did not go to College Station, which is just, I mean, just down the road. We're talking about like the distance between like Jacksonville and Gainesville. Um, when he didn't, before he did that, there he asked me, he was like, "What would you, what, what would happen if they lost like X, LJ, and DJ?" And I'm like, "Ah, I should probably just blow it up, man. Just blow it up, <laughs> start over." Um, but DJ Lagway, if Billy can survive the off season and survive the 2024 schedule. DJ Lagway is a guy who can win you a championship. That's a guy you build a program around. So as negative as things have been, you know, outside of Will Harris, there hasn't been a positive piece of news. Not one. You're welcome. Positive, fans. You're welcome. One, there hasn't been one positive unburnt nugget coming out of the oven. The, the the Hebner football complex oven. I mean, yeah, I mean, Florida they got Taylor, South they got, Carolina two months ago. Yeah, they got Taylor's pledge as well. But I think as much as that was a need because of Princely Umamielan's exit, like, you know, fans want more. Um, yeah, they want more. They, they want portal <laughs> commitments as well. And they have they don't have any yet. And there's been other <laughs> there's been other schools that have. As Perry chimes in and says, it's been all downhill since Nick joined the beat. Yeah, right. Perry, more like more like Karen over here. Yeah, I'll I'll be on the record that when I was on the beat, Will Muschamp had an eleven win season, and then Nick showed up. So yeah, I, I think Florida's eighty. I think Florida's eighty and fifty seven. You Gator country here. guys. Yeah, us church mice. Oh man, those were fun times, Nicholas. Fun times. Hey, I'm still here, and Will and Will Muschamp's got two national championship rings. So, funny how the tables turn. <laughs> I'm getting put into the tra- I'm getting put into the reporter transfer portal here. 
well, on that note, uh, we'll do our next ad read for RogueShop.com. And uh, definitely want to encourage all Florida fans uh, to go check out RogueShop.com. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or anxiety and stress, Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC, edibles, smokables, and vapes, as well as handcrafted bath salts, soaps, candles, and massage oils. Rogue Shop is a true small business. They have five employees and make all of their products with their own cannabis in their manufacturing facility. Visit RogueShop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com. And as we wrap up the talk of this weekend, we'll turn our attention to Wednesday and some of the storylines to watch. And I think the most important thing, you know, Keith and Corey will kind of get into the details as we get closer to Wednesday. And you guys make sure that you're reading Gators online to stay tuned on all of the happenings and things changing and swinging uh, in the final 72, 48, and 24 hours before signing day because I think it's going to get wild. And Right now. Hold on, Zach. And tune in on Wednesday because we'll have something special for you guys. Not going to, not going to. Pull the curtain over that and, and reveal it yet. But Wednesday, we will have something special uh, that you can only get at Gators Online. This is true. So make sure that you're subscribed. Uh, we got a sign day special going right now. And also we'll have uh, more coming, as Nick said. So um, I, I think just to start right now on this conversation, as we preview next week, what will we be judging signing day as a success? Because right now, Florida has a top five class. They have 20 commits. Most of their needs met. And then, obviously, they're trying to hang on to some top guys. And they're trying to add a couple more pieces. In your mind, Nick, based on where they stand, based on the circumstances right now for the next three to four days uh, and what it could mean for Wednesday, what in your mind is a successful signing day for Florida? Who do they absolutely have to hang on to? Like, and 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 also we can. This will be another topic, but like, it's really coming down to which which of these guys are going to come in and make an impact right away. You know, because if there are some guys on that list, which there are, those are the ones that you really cannot lose. But but in your mind, what is what does a successful signing day look like for Florida? Uh, I mean, it starts with DJ LJ starts with the J boys <laughs> um, getting those NLIs in and like wake up early guys, race each other to be the first. Uh, I always <laughs> make like our see, lives easier. Uh, yeah, yeah. I always like to see who's the first guy in, uh, who's the early riser, who's figured out how to use a fax machine. If Florida doesn't use that fax day, Social media, Twitter X account. I, th- I count that as a win. That was cool. One year played out. I'm good on it. You well, and they don't even bit. use the fax anymore. They so don't use like... the fax anymore. It's all like uh, electronic signatures. So it's it's played out. It's not funny. The, the the tweets aren't funny. So sorry to whoever's tweeting from it. But like, okay, um, that's that's cold. I say keep sorry. It up. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of tradition, um, DJ LJ. I think Miles Graham is super solid. I think he's of the of the four that they used to have, and of the three, I think Miles Graham is probably the best linebacker that they have. And 
looking at linebackers, I think that's someone that you probably wanted. Um, I really like Aaron Childs. I think they're going to close with him. And and then Jare Hawkins is maybe one that we don't talk about a ton. Yeah. And Kanan Daniels, he gets talked about a ton. But Jare Hawkins, to me, like watching his senior season film, I'm like, looks a lot like Eugene Wilson. Um, that kind hmm. of that kind of like dynamic ball carrier. Um, and then Kaden Daniels is a guy who rushed for 4,000 yards uh, in the state of Mississippi the last two years uh, with Trevor Etienne heading out, uh, probably barking here in a couple of weeks. You, you need some help there. I think the room's okay, but Kaden Daniels, can you come in and make an impact? Um, we've seen how, fragile that position can be cam carroll hurt before the the year starts trevor Etienne missed a game you know you're probably going to be third or fourth on the depth chart when you step on campus but be ready because it's a physical league a physical position yeah and, and i like what you say about dj and lj because those are florida's highest rated commits um and that's according to most services uh including on three so uh, I think their importance cannot be understated. Um, DJ is a consensus five star, and then LJ is a five star on uh, on three and two four seven. But uh, ESPN has him ranked twenty third nationally. So consensus. I mean, he the guy is going to be able to come in and, and make an impact right away, and and that's kind of what we're talking about here. That's why I think Xavier, if he does leave Florida's class, hurts. Because Miguel Mitchell is on his way out. You get Jordan Castell back. But that room is wide open. And this staff has shown that they will play and start freshmen in the secondary. And Xavier has an opportunity and is talented enough to come in and compete probably for one of those starting jobs. Or at the very least, being in the rotation to play. So I think his decommitment uh, or flip, whatever he does, would would really be honestly – of, of all the guys that they've lost in this class, um, that might be the one that hurts the most. Um, unless yeah, unless he, you unless you replace, like I, I don't think Zay Mincy's as highly rated, but if you can get Zay Mincy um, to commit, uh, LJ McCray's uh, mainland Daytona Beach teammate, yep. yes, um, another safety. That's a guy who you know makes you feel better about. Um, yeah, makes you feel better about that. And also, if you flip uh, Jameer Grimsley from Alabama, uh, a kid from Tampa, Florida, that makes you feel better about losing uh, Wardell Mack. And that's yeah, another guy. And, that... and we talked about this on Tuesday, Zach. It feels like Jameer Grimsley is just looking for a reason to flip to Florida. Yeah. But like it just doesn't just, make just sense. A, just a good interaction with Will Harris. Just, <laughs> just like looking for a reason to flip. But it's like – You've got a super stable position. Like the only thing, what's going to take Nick Saban out of coaching at Alabama? Like Nick Saban might pass away on the sidelines at Alabama. Like he's, mm -hmm. we've been talking about Nick Saban retiring for a decade. He's not yeah. retiring. I, I looked up the other day. He's he's like only six years younger than Steve Spurrier, and Spurrier's been out of coaching for what eight years? Yeah, seven years. Like Nick Saban's just going to coach until he's ninety-seven. <laughs> he's gonna be in a wheel someone he's gonna have a personal mercedes benz wheelchair on the sideline of bryant denny stadium while he you know cusses out players for missing tackles yeah and i and i think that's a great point that nick makes uh 
if if you can get Mincy, and then obviously if they can flip Grimsley, that that will um, at least lessen the sting and blow of losing Wardell Mack at corner and Xavier at, at safety. And and those are spots not only where they need help, but where freshmen can come in and play right away and start. The further away you play from the line of scrimmage, um, the easier it is to get on the field. Like they not they lost. Johnson, uh, the de- defensive lineman who flipped to Georgia, you know, he might be good enough to play as a freshman. I don't know if he'll be good enough to play at Georgia as a freshman. Maybe more, he would have more opportunity at Florida, but it's you'd be harder pressed to count on him in year one uh, than, you, than you will a guy in the secondary. Um, certainly one of these running backs uh, that they have coming in. And then certainly a guy at the receiver position uh, we were talking about uh hawkins uh, who's got the potential to come in and have another impact uh like wilson did so to me that's that's kind of also how i'm judging this and looking at this is like they need to hang on to the guys that are going to be able to come in and make immediate impacts i think amir jackson's got potential to get in the rotation at tight end as a freshman um but we've already talked about it nick Uh, you have linebacker is such a still key position of need that they need to continue to add guys at and to to land Graham and to land Childs and hang on to Childs, which is, uh, you know, he was one of the guys that committed at Spurrier's restaurant during that uh, summer run that they had and was kind of like a surprise commitment out of Maryland. And there's been other schools that have continued to come after him. He was kind of, to me, one of the mystery recruits in the class in terms of, you know, would he stick? And if Florida can hang on to him, I, I think that dude's a stud linebacker um, to add him with Graham. And then if you can keep Hayes now, you, I mean, you really, really loading up. If you lose Hayes, uh, that's going to suck because you're going to lose him to an in-state rival uh, and he's an in-state kid, but it, you know, it, it would not be the end of the world. Uh, I think no matter what, whether they get two or three of those guys, they're going to count on on some of them to play early because that's kind of the need there at linebacker. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Florida went portal heavy last year mm-hmm. um, with little return on that. So you're going to be young at that spot. Um, you get Shamar James back, and then and Scooby. I'll be interested to see, yeah, Scooby. Wonder if Scooby. Uh, I mean, you got some time to portal, but I, I've heard some murmurings there. But maybe, maybe Scooby sticks. That'd be your one-two um, at linebacker. You got a young guy in Jaden Robinson. Does Manny Nunnery come back? You do Spurlock's back. You've got a bunch of guys in that room, but um, certainly they've shown they'll play freshmen. And, and if Miles Graham can come in and pick things up. You, you could you could have you know a junior and, and a true freshman or maybe a Jaden Robinson fills in there so um I don't know that Florida needs to go after a linebacker in the portal unless like the dude that just went in from Georgia like if you want if if he wants to come to Florida you take him he was like a two-year starter at Georgia um and, and just at the portal I think it was last night I can't remember his yeah. name um but outside of that like I don't think you need portal because you have such a strong linebacker class. Yeah, and and you have guys at the level of a Shamar James type that should be able to come in and contribute right away and play right away and maybe potentially start. Uh, and if they're talented enough to do that, I think that that's you, you got a chance to maybe help keep upgrading that spot or at least get deeper there. Um, 
And that's that's one of the positions. Now, offensive line, that's that's a spot where if if, if hey, if one of these guys that they sign can contribute as a freshman, great. But that's also a spot where they probably need some of the guys that have already been there signed and developing or a portal guy uh, to kind of challenge for playing time. That, that's just where you're at on offensive line. And then uh, Nick mentioned that receiver, you know, they got three guys committed. I, I agree with him. I think that uh, Hawkins is a guy that can come in and make an impact right away. And uh, I, I'm really interested to see Daniels being added to that running back room, Nick, because um, if Montrell Johnson comes back, and Cam Carroll returns to form, uh, they're going to have some options there in that running back room, and uh, you're you're going to miss Trevor, but, yeah. but you know they're still going to have, I, I think, some weapons there. Yeah, and I, and I wrote about it, or it was either a story or, or on the message board. I said I thought that losing Trevor was worse for perception than production. Obviously, the running back room with Trevor Etienne is better than it is without him um but i think you get montrell johnson back i think you get cam carroll back he was really impressive before getting hurt um trayon webb is going to be a good player you have kane and daniels um you could stand to add another player um not necessary but like if a guy like rocket sanders could have been gotten then yeah you're fine um so i think florida's running back room will be fine without uh, Trevor Etienne. It would have been better with him, but I think sure. it, from a perception standpoint, it hurts Florida more than it will on the field production-wise next year. Yeah, and I I do think that Daniels has a chance to to come in and probably even have more of an impact than Webb had uh, as a freshman. I think he's that good, and I also think that there's there might be the the door might be open there for him. So, but regardless, it's a it's a good problem to have if they're going to be that deep at that spot. Uh, I'm really, I'm really rooting for Cam Carroll, man. Like I had a chance to interact with him uh, with a story that I did last year in the off season and just a really, just a really good humble dude. And um, the fact that he came to Florida knowing that he was going to be behind Trevor and in Montreal and just wanted an opportunity and like, wasn't afraid of competition, just says a lot about who he is. And the fact that he was tearing it up in fall camp and kind of was one of the surprises on offense and was going to be involved. And then it just, for the turn of events, for him to get robbed of that year, but it to turn out with Trevor leaving that he might get more opportunity in 24 than he would have this past season. Um, I'm rooting for him that it'll work out that way and that he, he's able to uh, rehab and kind of get back to where he was because uh, in camp he was tearing it up that last scrimmage, Nick. Yeah. Just, just taking him out. Just taking him out one rep earlier. Um, it's <laughs> tough. It, it'll, it'll be um, – I think that room is fine. I, I think Florida needs – it's interesting to see, uh, obviously, they're moving at their pace, uh, which everyone watching this show loves. Um I think it is interesting to look at what positions they're targeting. Like Traquez Bridges is a safety slash corner. Um, bringing offensive linemen in this weekend, obviously you need to upgrade the offensive line, but haven't really looked at linebacker. 
outside of Rocket Sanders, haven't really looked at running back. Um, so it's interesting to see. And, and then they had a bunch of defensive linemen. So it's interesting to see. I think you can see what positions they think they need to be better at immediately because you can have a bunch of defensive linemen, linebackers, receivers committed. Um, but those freshmen might not be able to make the same kind of impact immediately as a veteran player out of the portal. So I would like to see Florida bring in a receiver because outside of Eugene Wilson, you have nothing proven at that position. I like Andy Jean. I like Aiden Mizell. I think they can be good players. They haven't proven hey, anything. They haven't proven anything. Man, um, you're going to put some respect on K-Jack's name, Nick. He's a fine player. I don't think any defensive coordinator is um, scheming ways to stop K-Jack. The, like, they're scheming ways to stop Ricky Pearsall. They're scheming ways to stop Eugene Wilson. For sure. Nobody, no defensive coordinator last year was like, ah, damn. How do we take 22 out of the game? So Florida needs more guys like that where your the defensive coordinator has to take time out of his day during the week to think of ways to stop that certain player, to yeah. take them out of a game. You have one on offense. You had three last year and or four last year, and two of them were dependent on an offensive line that I don't know if they could block us at times last year. So Florida needs offensive skill players. Um, and, I, and I haven't seen them come into campus. What's your pass rush move? Play dead. Play dead <laughs> until they're not watching and get up and go. Oh, I like it. Strategic. <laughs> A little bait Strategic. switch there. I love it. Um, so, look, that, that that's kind of obviously some of the things that we'll be watching. Can they hang on to their top commits? Um, that's that you're really looking at, uh, in, according to the on three industry rankings, uh, one, two, three of the top five that that are kind of in this yep. conversation and then four of the top seven so um that's kind of where Florida's at in terms of uh hanging on to their top commits and if they can do that with the majority of them i think that's a signing day win and then as nick mentioned if you're if you're gonna lose xavier if you're gonna lose some of these guys can you replace them with a with another prospect or a portal player um that's of equal talent or, or somewhere in that range. And yep. I think that's, that's going to be critical for sure. So um, we'll see how this weekend plays out. Uh, we'll see how things lead up until uh, to Wednesday. And then we'll be, you know, wall to wall coverage of national signing day at Gators online. So make sure you guys are stay locked into that. I uh, want to get to our final ad read before we get out of here and encourage everybody to give a call uh, to Prairie Dental Center uh, if you're in uh, need of some uh, dental work. Uh, the doctor is a UF grad who's practiced in Gainesville for three decades and has developed a deep understanding of how to diagnose and treat various dental problems along with advanced skills and knowledge to provide more effective and efficient care to his patients. If you're having dental concerns or just need a cleaning, Prairie Dental Center offers a wide range of personalized care options to meet your needs. Give their office a call at 352-373-3431. Tell them Gators Online sent you and your new patient exam will be free. And uh, 
as we wrap up this edition of the Gators Online show, uh, do kind of want to circle back to the transfer portal and you know where things are at. What now? Twelve days removed from this thing opening up, and uh, you know the Gators having their departures. Uh, most I think we expected. Some have been some surprises. I think, you know, when we did a show last week, we said that, or I said that I didn't really think that they would have any more guys leaving after Trevor and Princely that would maybe catch folks by surprise. Um, I don't know if Miguel Mitchell falls into that category, but um, he's kind of another one that has uh, been the latest to, to, uh, put his intentions out there and that puts it at 14 overall players from Florida's 2023 roster that have uh, decided to uh, look for greener pastures. So um, that's, you know, kind of where they were around this time last year, kind of where some other teams are uh, looking at other SEC schools. I think they've lost, you know, 15, 16 guys. Um, Some schools have more than others. Uh, I don't think the attrition is done for Florida, um, but I also don't know if all the guys that Nick and I are kind of monitoring would necessarily leave during this portal period. I think some guys might need to wait until the spring because they're waiting to graduate or maybe they still want to see how things go uh, in the spring. Maybe they are playing a position that's going to have a new coach. Um, so, but But right now, Florida is under – their 85-man scholarship limit, even with the 20 commits that they have for the 24 class added to the roster. So they have some room to work with. They're probably going to get some more spots to open up. Um, you know, this isn't really transfer portal. This is more NFL draft, Nick. But, you know, they, they got, I think, four guys that we're really watching. Uh, Montrell, Micah Mazuka, uh, and then Jaden Hill and Jason Marshall. What's kind of your feelings there on on those four guys? Um, yeah, I I don't know what the market is for any of those guys, but it's still guys that we're monitoring. Um, talked to someone. Yeah, it's been on our message board for a little while, so I'll say it. Um, talked to somebody near Montreal. Said that indecisive. Probably closer to January. You've got until January fifteenth to make that decision. Um. I think Micah had plans to leave during the season. Um, I just don't know that these guys are even second round picks. Any of the guys that we just mentioned at those juniors. And, and if you're not going to be a first rounder, I think it's iffy to leave early to be a second rounder. Maybe not iffy, but like, if you're going to be middle, middle to upper level of the, for middle like for the first 16 picks in the second round if you're gonna be one of the first 60 picks in the nfl draft go ahead and leave like it, that makes sense you're gonna get paid um i don't know that any of those four guys would be a top 60 pick in the nfl draft we were talking about jason marshall um as being a guy that could be a first round pick before the year um that stock is just not there anymore yeah, he didn't live up to that billing. And that was just, you know, one ESPN mock draft. Um, Jaden Hill is an interesting one because of his injury history. And, you know, he might be a guy where if he doesn't 
get maybe the grade that he wants, but it's still high enough that he feels like he can get a good enough contract, maybe even improve his stock with some good combine workouts. But he he's one. I just don't know how much he can gain by coming back. Other than just Jayden wanting Hill to have just, a better experience, to, to he go just out played on. his best football season and was healthiest for the longest period of time to me. And he's graduating this weekend uh, as we, you know, do this live. Well, it depends on when you're listening to it, but as we do it live on Friday, Friday Saturday is uh, commencement at University of Florida. So Jaden Hill not only just had his best season, his longest stretch of uninjured football is graduating from the University of Florida. Yeah. So a, a banner year for Jaden Hill. Congratulations to him and his family. Do you have that list uh, handy, Nick, of the guys graduating this weekend? No, our message um, board has been so fire. If you filibuster for a little while, I'll find it. It's probably on like page <laughs> three or four of the message board now. It's been going nuts. Yeah, because he's a guy that, that walked on senior day. Micah Mazuka is another guy that walked. And when he did that, that, that kind of signaled to us that that might be where he's leaning, uh, you know, we had heard that that's kind of what he had been eyeing was turning pro, but you know, maybe he—I don't know when they get their their feedback from the committee back, uh, the advisory board. It. So I think they already got that stuff back. Yeah, so if they already got that back, maybe he didn't get a grade that uh, you know, that he liked, and uh, another year in the SEC could benefit him. Maybe is he is he walking? Is he one of the guys walking this weekend? Mazuka? Yep, I got my um uh no, he's not. Um I got one I got my list. So that they uh the guys that walked uh could have been graduating in the spring as well. Guys that are yes. walking uh this week are uh Eddie Battle, Jeremy Crawshaw. Congratulations to you, my guy uh from down under uh era and Mazirian. Kyle Engel, who uh, did, was not with the team, uh, but was still in town. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, saw him down Tennessee week uh, at Cantina. Uh, Will Harad, Jaden Hill, Jalen Humphreys, Jack Miller, Taraja Mitchell, Jonathan Odom, Ricky Pearsall, Kingsley Aguakin, Jacob Watkins, Jamarcus Weston, and Keon Zipperer. Yep. And, you know, those are... You know, first of all, congrats to those guys, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting their degrees. And, and I think that maybe, you know, for some of them that are deciding what to do with their futures, maybe they're waiting on that. You know, they're they got finals week. They're they're trying to make sure everything's good to go for graduation. They got to get ready for that family in town. Um, maybe they're not really trying to uh, put that out or make a final decision on that until they you know get their degree in hand and can kind of decide on their next chapter. Um and that's kind of maybe what everybody has been waiting on. Um, and there are some guys that have NFL draft decisions to make, uh, but also guys that have eligibility still remaining, but you know, have decisions to make as well. Um, you know, Nick just mentioned some of them that are walking this weekend, but you know, guys like Jalen Humphreys, Jamarcus Weston, Keon Zipper, kind of what does their future hold? Um, that's going to be some other names that we're still watching in the portal. So. Um, it never stops. Uh, I think that once Florida gets to national signing day, gets all the hay in the barn, figures out who signed, um, what the, what needs are still out there. Um, we'll have a better idea of, of kind of how they proceed in the portal right now. They're still, um, trying to get guys on campus and send out offers and 
land their first commitment, Nick, and you put out the uh, you put out the list of all the portal commitments as of uh, December fourteenth, and I think it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think South Carolina got another one today. Yep. So um, seven schools with three or more commits: Missouri and Texas A and M with two, um, Auburn with one, and then Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. Tennessee and Texas uh, all was zero to this point. So um, Gators not the um, only one. Yeah, and and I I mean one my follow up did not get as many uh, as much play, um, but I think it also coincides with um, the high school transfer or the high school recruiting classes. Like Georgia has the number one signing class in the country. So they don't have as much need and their roster is loaded. They don't have as much need to go into the transfer portal. Alabama's got the number three class. They don't need to go in the portal. I think Florida, just based on how they've moved in the transfer portal, has compartmentalized the recruiting season right here. And, hey, we need to get through signing day. And, and – Part of that's like a legitimate reason. Like Texas A&M was coming for DJ Lagway. Yeah. Um, Clemson is still trying to like, there's a bunch of other schools that were coming for their recruiting class. They had to hold on to their recruiting class. And I think that looks, or at least it appears they've compartmentalized things and Hey, we need to get through the 20th. Um, our, our guy, Corey Bender, I was talking to him today. He was like, Hey, Florida had like a lot of those guys, Damian George, Keontae Goodwin, like those guys, committed and signed in january so yeah like right uh, before the uh spring semester started they like just got them in barely <laughs> barely <laughs> got those guys in um and i think so, we'll see a lot of that again yeah obviously so um, stay tuned to gears online even after signing day yeah it, it it's not gonna stop um but at the same time uh we appreciate this time of year because it's good for business and um i'm tired well, you just I'm, got I'm, some PTO. Yeah, I was gonna say, looking, I, looking, I was gonna say, looking fresh eyed and bushy tailed, and the rest of us over here looking like we've been trench warfare for three months. Your 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 time off is coming, my friend. Need it. Don't you worry. And I and I'll hold down the fort as as always. Mm-hmm. Um, well, make sure you guys like and subscribe. And as always, uh, if you are not subscribed to Gators Online. Make sure you take advantage. We got a promo that just kicked in today. You can get in the door and get uh, half off of our annual subscription. Uh, or you could also get in the door for just $1 for the month. Uh, and uh, smell what we got cooking in the kitchen. I think you'll want to keep coming back. Yep. So um, shout out to Corey and Keith. This is um, this is their football season right now. And um they're getting it in. Appreciate all the work that those guys are doing. Nick and I are going to be everything, doing everything we can to help them out leading up to Wednesday. And then, like we said, wall-to-wall coverage at Gators Online. Make sure you guys stay locked in. Appreciate everyone for tuning in today. And we'll see you next week to recap Florida's early signing class for 2024. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albaverde.